And welcome back to Mental Snacks with your boy Clayburn Jackson. And today, y'all, today, y'all ain't even knowing, man. I'm sitting here with a special guest. Usually it's people who I call my family and my folks and my peoples. But this right here is truly family. This is truly bloodline, not blood family, but like bloodline family. So I'm sitting here with the young really man, Diamond. Welcome to the Mental Snacks with your boy. You know what I'm saying? Yo, thank, thank you for having me, bro. Like, it's good to come over here and finally get a second to chop it up. Crazy thing is, we was chopping up way before we hopped on the mic. That's just, that's just family <laughs> catching up, man. That's all it really is, man. That's all it really is. And for y'all who don't know the history of how this whole podcast thing got started for me, when I be sitting there talking about the person behind the scenes, the person that I be meeting up with and running ideas past, and the person that helped me with the first pieces of equipment even the very first piece of equipment where I was lost and confused is all outdoors is this man right here. This dude right here is behind the scenes, like in a major way. It's look, it's all love. And honestly, when you told me you wanted to do it, I said, ain't, it makes no sense, but to take what I know, what I do on a regular basis and make sure you function right. And then you took it and took off. Like you provided to your yeah. listeners and then you was yourself. And then it's just like, look, you, Delivering quality content on a regular That's that's crazy Because I remember when it was just like a seedling <laughs> And then it's like bro you did how many episodes Oh man almost What is it one I think it's past yeah, one yeah, something yeah, but definitely past one something I said I was yeah. just laughing thinking like he did how many episodes So far like, <laughs> I remember it was just a thought and he just Kept going so that's the real best man. Work, bro, The consistency you've been on it Man, I'm telling you, brother, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. All the guidance, the insight. Uh, I think what was that first, the first piece of equipment that you told me to get, and it was like real, real mixing and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, And that's when I was real, real confused. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, what am I supposed to do with all these knives? And then it's like, after some time, that's when they came out with this whole roadcaster thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, simplified, hit a button here and there. You know, and then after that, because you figure the first one I did, I was on my mom's iPhone, yeah. sitting on the bed on yep. the iPhone. And then it was like, just keep going from step to step to step. So now I appreciate it, man. True. I mean, you know what? I think that's the biggest thing is doing it. Um, so many people try to figure things out. But if you don't want to do it, you ain't going to put forth the effort. That part. I laugh because um, my aunt, my aunt on my mom's side, she called Google. I don't even know how to call Google, but she's not she's not tech savvy. Right. So she figured out how to call Google to get what she wanted. Like I don't know the number. I don't know right. how to search the number. And I said, but when you want to do it, you'll do it. You know, you start off on Auntie's cell phone. Yeah, man. Right? It's like I'm gonna just record. Like yeah. you don't need to know the ins and outs. You said I'm gonna record. Yep. Then you got more savvy and started putting more things, you know what I'm saying? You got the roadcaster and you started doing that, and it's like you already had the grind. Now you just got the more the tools to do it, which you part. was already doing. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just the key part. Heck yeah, man! That, and that's the huge part, dude. Because you figure, I me, mean, you go from sitting there doing it. It started off when I looked in the little app for Anchor, and it's like, oh, you just press the button, it just recorded to your phone, and woo, woo, woo. And I was like, okay. And it's funny because in the beginning, I was cool with that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, this is where it is. I'm just gonna hold the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like this is where it's at. And then after time, I was like, wait a minute, this can go to something else. You can put this with something else. And it's a beautiful thing, man. It's probably one of the best pieces of therapy outside of therapy that I went through was jumping on and doing this. You never realize it's therapeutic. And you know what? As like a as a community, 
we don't really take how important therapy is or what even the outlet for therapy like some people they got to work out you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. they don't even know that's therapeutic some people got to do, do music or poetry they don't even know that's therapeutic so when you find that avenue of release doing this and stepping up and and, and, and talking to your listeners and just being like look this happened mm-hmm. i gotta get this out like that's exactly that's big and sharing that that's like real and- big because that's just a level of vulnerability to where it's like I'm gonna be transparent with y'all. Whoop de whoop. This is that. Mm-hmm. And not too many people ready to do that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so they're that's, not, man. That's crazy. They're not, man. And it's like the one I did the one episode on that election night, mm-hmm. and that one I just came straight in from Walmart after talking to little youngsters on election day, and it was two different two different points of view on the same night because I run into one. Who's in there trying to find a place to buy bullets To go put in some work on somebody mm-hmm. Then I run into another one Five minutes after that conversation Who's asking me am I voting And how he's trying to go out there and make a change by voting And I was just like man I was like you know what if I don't come in here and sit down and speak on that Because <laughs> it was so crazy And they are in the same age Because just one had their mind on going to put in work The other one wanted to make a change in the community And I'm sitting there trying to talk one down And then saluting to the other one and then by the time I talked to the one that had the gun and went to go out and get the bullets and all that, even when his homies came in the store to get him because he was taking too long, even by then he kind of left out and was like, yeah, let, let's just kind of ride out. You know what I mean? Like, like you could tell that he was thinking like, maybe this isn't what I should be doing, you know, but it's just weird that they both hit me up the same night <laughs> within a five minute window, but with just two different, totally different agendas. I say the one thing that um, when you're doing podcasts of your own, your perspective in mind increases, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to see things from different points of view, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because before you can be very one-sided, like you kind of just do whatever. And don't get me wrong, you can be opinionated on your podcast, but in order to be so strong in your opinion, you almost got to understand the other side. Like you exactly. got to kind of like look at it and be like, yo, I believe what I believe, but because now I'm putting it in a space open for debate, I got to be educated enough on the other side right. to counteract what comes back at me. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. So, if not, you just sound ignorant defending your side, not understanding the other person's. They're making valid points, and you're just telling them a bunch of nonsense in return to try and shut them down, as opposed to understanding it, then be able to educate, like be educated and be give it back to them. Like, okay, well, this is why I think this is where you're going wrong, as opposed to no, you're just wrong. You know what I'm saying? You're just right. wrong, especially with something like politics or religion. Like that is just. <sighs> Should almost put sports up there with that But I mean like When people are passionate about any Item that they become so Blindsided to the fact that other Opinions and other sides exist That'd be a war and a debate That sometimes you don't even want to dip your foot In that water but exactly. In our space when you're vulnerable you kind of Just like look It's out there Yeah Whatever you bring this way <laughs> you don't Pretty much man Pretty much, man. That's why when I first started really coming on here and speaking on the whole mental health and black men's mental health, then the people who got back to me were like, it's weird because no one is really that open about going to get mental health as a black man. And you're just like, here it is, man. This is the whole story. I still go. I went. I put myself in. And it's just like, to me, just knowing that there's some people who have actually gone to seek mental health and seek therapy just for the fact that I was just like, hey. Go go do it You know what I'm saying That's what means the most to me 
But there's just one person If it's 10 It could have been 20 people That listen to any podcast In total That I've ever done But as long as Somebody sends me something Every great moon Saying hey I went and sat down With a therapist And I'm trying to take steps To get my mind right Because you made it seem Like it was the thing to do That I'm happy You know what I mean It's like somebody was reached We have like Especially black men There's such a deeper Psychological reason Why we don't get therapy and so, I mean, going back to the days that they don't want to talk about, like the slavery days, like a lot of that behavior was so deeply ingrained in us that we have to stay strong, mm-hmm. that we have to be the 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 person who's going to take the hits and hold it in. Yeah. If you, you know, like you have to be the protector, you don't have to take whatever comes your way. Like a lot of that has always been a routine and it, and it becomes weak if you. You open or you show you emotion or if you cry, if you say anything that says I can do anything but handle this at the moment, you come Man. off as being weak. So that's the truth. You know, so to to, to openly say, look, this mental health is, is big, like it's real big. It takes a lot to step out to that platform and go, look, y'all need to do this. Not for me. Do mm-hmm. it for you. Whether you tell anybody or not, do it for you because that part. Internally You need to be good with yourself Because that affects everything you do Every single thing The people that you attract The circle that you're in The outcome to a lot of your own situations Once you realize that you're stepping on your own feet And you're blocking your own blessings It's amazing how things will clear out Because you truly do get back What you're putting out When I was in that negative dark space Wearing the hoodies and just wanting to be left alone that's why I was attracting people of the same type of situation. You know, you can have a conversation for hours about all kinds of negativity because that's what the page that you guys are on. Now, some of those same people, once I started getting help, I can't have a conversation with them anymore. Your people energy. have told me that I'm too positive. Yep. You're too, you're too happy. Your outlook is too this and that. And I'm just like, but how are you making that seem wrong? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're still still duck. It's like stuck in that dark space. That you can't even see that somebody being positive is the right thing to be, you know. And that's when that's and that's what they say. Once you start going down the path of mental health and you start to heal, you don't have to cut people off. They'll eventually drop off yep. because they don't want that same energy yet. They're not. They're not at that point. Your energy is so important. Um, it's it's just funny because like your circle does change, your mentality changes, and your approach changes, like. I was talking to one of my boys earlier and um, I was telling him that my growth allows me to be confident in my decisions. Mm-hmm. So thinking, thinking in a situation, you saw the Mike Tyson situation that the video you saw that with the dude with the gun. Yeah, I just right. saw that. Yeah. I happen to bring up Mike Tyson before talking about that situation. But okay. I'm like, when you so confident in your ability you don't move as far as being intimidated. So like you have somebody with register hands on a level <laughs> of Tyson. Right. You don't feel you got to prove that you can beat up everybody. You come that across part, dude. that part, right? You, you confirm, you might ask somebody four or five times if they sure they mean to disrespect you or they sure they mean <laughs> to go that route. Not because you can't beat them up, but because maybe they don't understand what they doing. You know, exactly. It's exactly. the same thing. I think mentally, right. It's kind of like, are you sure? Because I'm in a positive space. So, are you sure you want me to show you this negative space that I'm trying to stay away that from? That part, man. You want the positive me, you know? What that I'm part. That's why you know. And I tell people, and it's funny because that's the thing I always tell people. 
is that I'm a work in progress. I'm doing a whole lot of work on myself. I'm healing. So along with that being said, it doesn't mean that I won't go back to my old ways. It just takes longer for me to go back to that old way. If you keep on poking at me and keep on poking, at some point you're going to cost me a copay because I'm going to act out of character, do something. I'm going to have to go now and talk to my therapist. How I backslid for a moment, went back to the old ways, and now I need to get back to the level that I was on. So, don't cost me a copay. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I want to do that. Don't cost me a copay. I like that. You know, what I'm um, I, I think it is kind of funny though because when it takes longer to build up to that, it's almost that harder to sometimes get you out of it too because it's like mm-hmm. you you signed that contract. You told me this is what you want. As much yep. as I kind of asked, I'm not snapping on you. You've, yep. you've built a point to where you kept pushing and you told me like, look, you want me to get out of character or, or show you a side of me that you don't experience. Yep. And then that's it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't feel any kind of remorse for it exactly. except for my own well-being because I'm like, I shouldn't let that person push me there. But at the that same part. time, they told me every sign of what they wanted <laughs> was that like the calm talks didn't work. The asking, are you sure you want to go this route? Didn't work. Right. And me saying like, look. I ain't on that, but you keep choosing to make it seem like you bigger and better because I'm a lot less responsive to your efforts right that now. That part. Now, knowing that us being non-responsive is trying to give you a chance to calm down, too. I'm trying to change the vibe. I'm trying to change the energy level. I'm talking to you calm, which is giving you a chance to bring it on back down. And at this point, you can sit there and put it on me and say, oh, he's punking out. If that's going to make you feel better and make you feel like, yes, I'm winning this battle. Then you walk off. I'm at that point where I can give you that and let you be like, yeah, sure. Sure. I punked out. Sure. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Whatever helps you to keep this moving. And you're not taking me to where I don't want to go. I'm at that point to where the words don't bother me. Where if you say, oh, you're punking out, you're not doing this. You don't want to be a man. Like people now, you're you're not a man. If you don't defend this, that, and the other that said, I'm not going to defend words with, with violence i'm gonna defend it with words and then keep the issue pushing yeah um, it's funny because um my granddad used to always say that but you know you you know he was one of the most arguing yelling fussing <laughs> man like look my granddad is one character it's one character that he'll let you know vocally everything that's on his mind everything back. but one of the things he used to tell me was you don't go hitting anybody first yep. But if somebody hits you You better make sure you knock them out Or you dealing with me when you come back It is funny because being that My brother, my mother is That's her brother yeah. I got the same speech You know what I'm saying it was just like, It's just like you gotta make sure That these people understand when it's over and done Don't come back to you for nothing else That once you get done You send them on their way And they never, if anything they want to be your friend When it's over you know I mean they don't that or they don't want to have nothing to do with you, but yep. they are never coming back. You know what I mean? And that was I think it's funny, dude. I think the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more I'm like, oh man. True. It it is funny when it clicks. Mm-hmm. Because I was rebellious in some of those mentalities. I took it in, but I was kinda like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's that that's that old talk. But then I realized it's coming from a place of wisdom. You yep. know what I mean? And then you kind of see like we was talking off mic before we was talking about the whole um the will smith situation 
And I'm watching the debates go on online. I decided I didn't really want to weigh in too much because one, that's not my place to to jump in was stirred it up. But analyzing the situation, it was deeper. His reaction had a deeper issue Mm -hmm, for him to get to that point. Something something happened, whether it was looking at his wife's pain and understanding what they're dealing with at home or Mm -hmm. just being like, look, that was my boiling point. I've been in the face of the media (laughs) for so long. That part not reacting that part now reacting either way though no matter what he did in the face of the public he was gonna be a topic because pretty much you know what i mean pretty much and then that's why i was trying to tell people earlier like oh well chris rock was out of bounds and will was this and that but when you really look back to it if chris rock said what he said and that pushed him to his breaking point look at originally what pushed him in the first place it wasn't Chris Rock. It's been all about what Jada has been putting out about the family, the whole bit. That's what those were the first pushes that kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing. And now you get to this point, and this man says this one simple thing that originally he laughed, and then he looks over her, oh, she's not happy. And now it's just like, I'm finally, this is it, I'm done. This is it, I'm done. You know, and I'm going to go up here and, and handle my business however I want to handle it. But it was like the worst time for any of it. Whereas now, I mean, when he went back and sat down and started yelling what he was yelling, he could have really yelled that in the beginning. And then if Chris kept on, then, okay, let me go ahead and take this trip up here because he's still tripping. But he was just like, I'm going to go slap him first and then yell it. Yep. You know what I mean? It was just like, it's a bad look either way it went for him. Well, I think the fact that Jada has been vocal about her alopecia, that I think that was a triggering point. But then thinking deeper on it, I'm like, who knows what's happening behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Because who knows? Maybe whatever's going on, maybe, for instance, maybe it was something cancer related or whatever case, whatever stuff they deal with behind the scenes right. that they haven't announced is a deeper spousal issue, family issue. Right. And in normal situations where Will usually keeps his composure, he that lost part. it. But. It's one of those things to where it's like, all right, there could be deeper issues Chris Rock didn't know about. He's a comedian. Right. He does what he does. He's going to poke some stuff away. Um, but, you know, it's still his wife. That's his wife. So a lot of that action definitely came from looking at her and seeing that hurt that she's dealing with mm-hmm. and then bouncing off of that. Um, did you hear the speech he did afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about that speech in regards to it? I mean, because it kind of. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm kind of on the fence with the whole thing because you did what you did. And I understand how he was trying to kind of break it down in the sense that he's apologizing to all these people. But at the time, and maybe I missed it, but I didn't hear him apologize to Chris for nothing. I don't think he was apologetic to Chris. He was apologetic to the network. But then he gave the frame that um, while, while filming King Richard, because a lot of these actors... Well, the greater actors, mm-hmm. they get they be in character for six months to a year. Right. So they're following them around on the day to day, learning life lessons because they want to emulate that person to the best of their ability. Right. So I think he considering it, the stuff he has going on at home, kind of learned how to be a protector. And I, I feel like he might have not seen it from that perspective, because, I mean, the lifestyle that happens in the Smith family is 
very carefree. The kids kind of right, do what they right. want. The wife does what she wants. They have like we can a, see. Yeah, they have like an open relationship. It's not a structure. It's not like a foundation of I run this stuff as as the King Richard does, right? Right. So right. maybe living in that space, learning a situation in fatherhood kind of built a different demeanor in him. So that was part of his stance. So I got when he was coming from that perspective, but I still think how a question how it would have been if it would have been a different person up there saying it. that part. And then also what was the tipping point? Like what what snapped in the sense of like what was that moment to where it's like, all right, I know Hollywood I've been in mm-hmm. the industry long enough. I know what boundaries probably shouldn't be crossed because to me, Will Smith is a trained vet in this industry. Yeah. So true. Like super OG in this yeah, industry. He's he been around for a minute, man. So for him to do that, he already calculated what the repercussions could be. Granted, at this point, you can't blackball Will Smith. He's executive producing a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's, like it's hard. Earlier in the stages, he would have been a blackball situation. Right, right. The most they can do now is what just take his Oscar yeah, so you don't yeah. get that. And but that's it. And Chris Rock. You probably can somewhat blackball Chris Rock. I hate to say that. But only because he kind of dipped off behind the scenes. He kind of started coming in a little more, but he's been right. off the scene for so long to where he's not the talk of the town anymore. Exactly. But his non-reaction was just him being professional, man. Knowing he don't want to mess up a hosting gig. Knowing I think that, that's what people aren't giving him enough credit for, yep. showing restraint. Yep. In the situation such as that, you see when you look at the still picture, you see where he had balled his fist for a minute. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like, like, dude, I'm not. Wait a minute. But then it's like he caught himself. It was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna jump into this with you. I'm not gonna make myself look bad. I'm gonna keep the show going. But you were way out of line for what you did on this situation. As an entertainer, that's the key thing you're trained to do. The show must go on. That's like the number one underlying rule. It doesn't matter what happens. Even doing music. I know being on the stage, if the DJ sound cut out and my mic is still live, I'm about to freestyle the session. I'm not going to blame the DJ ruin the show for the <laughs> Right, You know right. what I'm saying? But when there's technical difficulties and stuff going on, you keep the show going. Exactly. Chris Rock kept the show going. Yeah, he did. As a comic, that is one of those things to where you like, all right, I can kind of play it off yep. and keep it moving. Because then now it shows a sense of, was it staged? Is this part of the show? Because they had me thinking that yeah, for a minute. Yeah, he's non-reactive. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you have to go check the um, the versions coming from other countries. Yep. They put subtitles to hear the true version what will smith was shouting in the crowd the exactly grammys muted that so i mean on grammys the oscars muted that mm-hmm. so to anyone who saw that and it was muted after they don't understand the gravity exactly of what happened because not only did will smith do that but then he went to the crowd and proceeded to say more things exactly. the stage so it's deep but um i think there was a lot of things said and the responses have been on both sides. Like, yeah, some people saying go will defend your wife. And I think wife is probably the key word. I mean, like you can't your girlfriend and so on and so forth, these different stands, but yeah. But I think wife allows some people to kind of feel like, all right, I get what he's saying, but then you look at the professional aspect, like you broke your character. Completely. 
Completely. And I see my thing is, and I understand if you're going to defend your spouse, you're going to defend your girlfriend, whoever it is from your, your mother on down. It's one thing to just out of bed. So I guess to me, if you're being attacked, then I'm going to defend you. I think that's where I'm having a problem with everyone saying, defend the black queen, defend the woman, defend this and that. It was one joke, one line. Now, if he would have kept on and just being malicious and just kept on and kept on. And now it's like, okay, now this is turning personal, my guy. Like, you're just keeping at it. This is one line that the guy said. And it's not like he's picking and choosing who he roast. He's going to get some of everybody. Yeah. You know, now whether I think if he was really being malicious about it and really knew that she had it and really had planned on just setting it off. Even after Will sat down and started yelling, he would have still came with some more. I'm like here's more for you to go trip off of. I'm hearing stories about, and I haven't read into it, so I'm hearing stories about that. Apparently, there was an incident that happened in 2016. Mm-hmm. Of Chris Rock talking about Jada, and at mm-hmm. that point, she asked him not to not to make jokes about her again. <laughs> and so that was 60 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things to where I don't know. I know how comics can be. I understand it's part of their everyday life. To make sure someone gets pointed out Depending on the kind of comic you are Because for sure If I was Bernie Mac He would have did the same thing Yeah Hughley, He would have did the same thing Yeah Like you got certain comics Of certain calibers Kevin Hart Kevin Hart's known for roasting people You know what I mean That part So I think it's just It's different times We in a huge cancel culture too um, Yeah That part is huge I don't know it, I'm like split Because I can I can I can be empathetic to both situations and then understanding the industry, like right. understanding. All right. You are probably not going to be invited to a few award shows <laughs> for a while. <laughs> that part, but it doesn't affect you. You know what I'm saying? But at the same nah. time, in, in the long run, what did you, what was accomplished? A sudden moment of doing something, mm-hmm. you know, but that was one of those, Kanye stealing the mic from Taylor Swift situations. Like now you're Pretty in the press. You got Pretty your much. moment. But interesting show, which unfortunately, with primarily non-black award shows, you Man. stole the highlight in a yep. situation that wasn't positive. That whole part, man. You solidified the whole thing of they never know how to act no matter how much money you give them they still don't know how to act and that's why my whole thing was granted if you're gonna do it i feel like you guys are gonna end up going backstage at some point anyway and if you're still beefing over something that happened in 2016 it's not like you haven't seen this man y'all haven't been in the same circles y'all haven't been in the same arenas y'all have passed each other somewhere there's pictures of y'all that have been taken since the incident so you could have still been backstage and choked the hell out that man instead of ruining the whole thing for yourself but that's something like something is deep down inside with will to where he's just tired of being a punk but he just picked the wrong time and to me that's his wife that's cool and all i'm only gonna protect my queen if you've been acting like a queen and you have not been acting like a queen yeah. you out here harassing and messing around with peasants and making me look hella bad this there's another man who's been dead for how many years and I'm still competing with a dead man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got yeah. me looking bad in all kinds of ways, man. <laughs> like, I can't defend you. 
He would have said that joke And I probably would have laughed Looked over at you And laughed even harder Like shit <laughs> It is what it is man Like just leave me be But it, it's a bad situation man It's in the, But I think it's just funny Watching The black community And what they consider Protecting somebody And not is it Because I do I've checked a lot of people And never had to touch them For disrespecting somebody You know what I mean and if you continue, then you go to the next level. As we just discussed. Exactly. You know now, you remember watching the scene when Jay-Z checked one of the Migos? Yep. He didn't touch him. He didn't yoke him up. And this is some street dude. You know what I'm saying? But he let him know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what's not going to be tolerated. There is no violence behind it. And it was just like, okay, my bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 my bad. Now, of course, if the little Migos guy would have kept pushing the issue... Then there would have been a problem Exactly He would have took him back To the old days of Marcy And been like I tried to explain it But that's why I'm like It has to be something deeper And I just think people Have a weird Perception of what Protecting your woman is I just think people Want to be opinionated Um It's a lot of ifs Ands buts If I was here If I would have done that It's not It's just not the same It's hard sometimes To put yourself In other people's shoes Which you don't even know What's going on Um uh, and and really thinking back on it, it's like, all right, you know, in the same scenario, like you said, he had to talk to him backstage. And then you ask, how close are Chris Rock and Will Smith? Because they've both been in the game a long time. There's been plenty of parties. Yeah. They understand a certain situation. Like, they probably didn't shook some hands, had a couple of drinks, been in a couple of situations because they have a couple... They have a few common friends If they're not even directly friends That you exactly. know they were there From like private release parties To birthday parties Exactly To, to premieres To comedy shows Like you know They've been In the same Circles Exactly So Whatever that situation is I'm gonna kinda I'm gonna kinda keep my eyes On some of the stuff that transpires From afar though Cause I don't be, I try not to dive in too much of the media Right mess. But I do know it's a, it's a realm to which I, I just try to be knowledgeable about. But still, that was a weird thing. I caught wind of it, and I wasn't even watching the Oscars. That part. I was getting notifications and, <laughs> and seeing <laughs> some part. of the memes happen. And then yeah. I said, that's crazy. I'm not, like, I'm hearing about it, and I forgot the Oscars was on tonight. Dude, I had no idea. I was trolling for something totally different. And all of a sudden, it's like, beep, 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 beep. I'm just like, who and what? And when you first read it, you don't see it You just read it And I'm thinking I'm thinking Chris Rock Is cracking a joke I just got slapped By Will Smith And I'm thinking oh, Okay it's probably A little joke he's talking I didn't believe it I saw the video Yeah. And then I was like Oh well dang But I think at the end Even with Will Smith Kanye All these people At the end of the day You got a bunch of brothers That need some sort of Mental help You know what I'm saying <laughs> they're, they're crying out For something And if and you look at it from the sides of the table Where people don't want to really touch it is Look at the women that's in their lives Because a strong woman can build you up Another one can send you to therapy And you see These cats is on the way to therapy So even now when I just in my own personal life As soon as I see somebody That, that makes me feel like It's going to be another therapy session I'm just like I can't I can't It's just like I can't do it with you And then watching some of this stuff solidifies Why I cannot Entertain certain things Self-reflection is big um, And being okay With yourself and your decision Is huge like Because you have to make that just decision To not have people around you mm-hmm. And 
the moment you decide that people are human, like everyone is human in the sense of like, it don't matter the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then be like, you had the power to hurt me and send me through some kind of mental state too. I don't care if you family or relationship family to the person I'm in a relationship with the person I work with work for. Right. You still had the ability as, as much as you have a heartbeat to affect what I have going on. Exactly. In a moment you make that clean conscious decision to be like, yo, it's not worth that extra hour of therapy. It's not worth that extra few mm. weeks of dealing with it. You become a lot more intentional with the people you decide to let even close enough in that, that space. For real. You know, so you ain't wrong for feeling that way, you know. <laughs> Shoot. Like I told you, I didn't have to I didn't have the same number since like oh three. And I for sure don't pick up for everybody. That part. That part. I don't man. need to change it because I don't mind saying no and I don't mind not picking up. Dude, that's every time I call and talk to somebody from T Mobile, they're like, Your number's been the same for almost twenty years. And I'm just like, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Yeah. Because I, I can like you said, I can look at it, see who it is, and no, nah, I'm good. You know, and there's all these little black services and so on and so forth. I look matter of fact by accident, messing around with my phone and it pulled up a blacklist one day. And I was like, whoa, you know <laughs> like I totally forgot that I had a blacklist. And I was just like, so this really kind of explains why I've never even heard from this person <laughs> because there was actually a list. And I was like, I looked at the list and I was like reevaluating the list. And I was like, is there anybody who I feel like I should unblock? And the process, I was like, no, it added a couple of more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Let the list keep growing. As you become more conscious of what's going on around you, you realize how important it is to be in the right mental space. Man. Because I know like, I, I hate, like, I, I hate, I don't even use the word hate much, but I hate allowing myself to become angry mm-hmm. and become to a point. Because when I get to like a level seven out of 10, I'm already seeing red. I'm yep. not, I'm not making a decision that's smart. I didn't broke my own stuff by accident. Not, not because I'm like snapping or raging stuff, but. I know one time I was sitting at the light mat and I saw the the green left arrow go. And in my head, I think all the lights was green because I'm just, I'm tapped in, I'm tunnel vision. And then I just pull out enough to where I catch myself. And then a car turning from the other lane hit my car. And I said, this is nothing but me just being so tapped out of it because I'm enraged. That part. That I'm not paying attention. Yep. And to me, that's not even safe for myself because my mind ain't right. It ain't nothing else but me. Because if I was on my A game, there's no way I'm gonna mistake the the right green light. That part, man. Pull out. So that part, man. And that's what people don't get when your mind is off, bruh. The decisions that you make. You know, when this dude, my son was probably he was an infant. He was an infant, dude. And he would be with his mom. Mm-hmm. And I would be out at night. And then as soon as some kind of chaos would kick off and I start getting to that level where I'm about to go act a fool, I would call her. She'd be like, well, you know, what do you want? It's like two something in the morning. Like, what do you possibly want? And I was like, just put the phone next to my son. And she's like, for what? He sleep. Your common purpose. Just to hear him breathing, whatever the heck he was doing, it was able to take me back out of the mindset of go ride on everybody. Just keep the chaos going. It would go from. Let's go get everybody that done made you upset to stop by the taco shop and go home, bro. Yep. Just go home. You know what I'm saying? Go get you five rolled or a carne asada burrito, whatever it might be, and just go home, bro. But it was that sense of common. And then when it was after him, 
I could call moms and hit her sometimes. Yep. And just be like, and I would call her, and I knew somewhere in there she knew something was wrong. But at the same time, she would never really ask me what was wrong. She would just have a regular conversation yep. with me. And I'd just be like, I was at it with you, though. And it was just like, huh, you know, I'm good and this and this and that. And she just started talking about whatever is whatever. Yep. But just being on the parental side now, I'm sure she realized two, three o'clock in the morning, and this dude is calling me from the car. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something's not right. But what he doesn't need is me flipping straight into parental mode and what's happening? What's wrong? What's going on with this? This and this and this. And she just run the conversation. Are you going to stop and get you something to eat? Well, yeah, I don't know. You should probably get some food. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just get you some food on this side of town when you get closer back to home. And, you know, and now that I'm older, I realize what she was doing that whole time was bringing me back to a level of peace and still slipping in those little things of parenting. Well, whatever side of town you're on, get, get off that side house. of town, yep. get back by the house, get you something to eat and come home. Yep. But to me, it was just her saying, I'll grab something to eat. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And sure enough, I pull up over here to whatever is 24 hours, grab me some food. I think that's how me and her started sharing those egg rolls from Jack in the Box. <laughs> because, because I always get those egg rolls. I pull up to the house and she's still awake. And, you know, go ahead and give me one. I'd give her half of one of those. And she complained to me about how hot they are and it's yep. burning my mouth. And, you know, and then I'll you know, say, go upstairs in a much better mood just to try and avoid the same situations later. But now that I'm older, I see where all of it went. You know what I mean? And that's the crazy part. Hindsight does that to you. Um, even now, I start my day off with peace. Mm-hmm. Like before I even, because once my feet hit the ground, I'm on a go. Yep. Like period. It, it'd be days where I'm working 18 hours straight because I average like four hours of sleep at night. That's just me. I've been that way for forever since I started doing music stuff. But before I even get out the bed, I'll turn my phone on and maybe go on YouTube, some watch like a 10, listen to a 10 or 15 minute motivational video, kind of kick it in, mm-hmm. set my mind like, yo, just kick it in gear, start off with positivity. Exactly. And in a moment, I'm already like, to me, it kind of adds a shield of understanding. Cause I mean, whatever comes my way, I'm ducking and dodging. Exactly. Like, yo, it, it ain't even, it ain't worth it. Your mindset on this. Yep. You want to get this. Like, I think that kind of transformed so much stuff. And it took a certain level of consistency because I do that, and then I go to those decks I told you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, still got to. I just yeah, good yeah, remind you know. me. Okay, yeah, <laughs> just and I'm talking about I have an impact deck where it just tells you different levels of impact. I have a, a reflections moment. Um, I mean, reflections one, affirmations, and then an actionable item. So it's three different types of cards in that deck. I just pull one from there. And then I have a um, negotiation one too. It just kind of tell you different negotiation tactics, even though I know them. It's just different, refreshing to right in case you come across somebody to where you have to have that debate. Exactly, understanding that you are a place of winning that dis- dispute, whatever the case. Because it's like you know, it makes you more knowledgeable, even noticing what your opposition is doing in essence. Exactly, but it's preparation because. You don't know what the devil gonna bring your way. You don't know what's about to come. What kind of curveball? Mm-hmm. They're going to come. Oh yeah. The, the more trained you are to detect them, That's they're cool. going to come. Whether somebody flipping you off at the light, man. Because I definitely had some moments to where I said, <laughs> I said, you know, I didn't chase down and, and stop myself, only because you know I'm like. You must have not saw who was in the car. Like I got you, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And you you did it so aggressively, and then pulled off like you getting away. But then I'm like, it ain't even. It don't make sense. This person letting off whatever steam 
they have, yep. it ain't even directed at me. That part, dude. You know, so and that's what that that growth. Because the young me, I I stopped traffic <laughs> on the eight hundred five one day because somebody <laughs> I was like, I literally parked the cars in front of each other on the eight hundred five and stopped and hopped out. I was like, what was really happening? Now in hindsight, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That, that was probably the worst thing I could have done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now you'll see people over here and it's like, they'll do something. And I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, you know, you know, they flip me off and I'm just like, man, go on. Cause I feel like you don't know what demon somebody's fighting at that moment. Yep. And nowadays you don't know where they're going to go with that. And I don't want to go there with them. And you I don't, don't want to go further. No, like I like to go farther than the place you went. So yeah, wherever you go, I'm I plan to go up a notch. Yeah, but I don't I don't I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just certain levels that I, I like being home. I like being comfortable. Part, you know man, what I'm saying? Like that part. I like knowing what I'm capable of, but feeling like I never have to use that. Exactly, bro. And most people that know what they can do will try their hardest and not to have to do it. It's the one that can't do anything that's. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's my thing with how you were saying in the morning, you have your routine that you do because it's setting that tone for your day. You see, when I first started, like people was there, how do you get up at four in the morning? This and that to work out. But I've been doing that for many moons. You crazy for that. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lie. You crazy for that. I don't even go to bed till like four o'clock in the morning, but nah, it's, it's just a mind state. Cause I mean, you it probably is. just as crazy to like, we going to bed at four, you know, but you know what I mean? That routine. And it's that thing during that time, I figured out at that time in my life at four o'clock in the morning between four and six a.m. Nobody needs me for nothing. Yep. It's peace at that time, and if somebody does need me at that hour, then something is terribly wrong. Yep. But that window, I know, no one needs nothing. So I get up now, four o'clock in the morning. I turn on YouTube. I catch that ET. Somebody's on there doing a motivational speech yep. of some sort. By four thirty, so I'm in here working out. By the time all that's said and done, now I'm I'm in a much better place. Headspace, the whole nine. Do I got all those? Uh, what is it? The endorphins or mm-hmm. all that stuff that's spreading out. Yep. I'm, I mean, I'm so chipper because I know when I log on for my job, it's gonna be a lot of angry people. It's gonna be people with problems, and I'm not gonna let that be the first thing I hear in the morning. So then during the day, I won't turn on the news. I won't turn on anything serious. When you catch me first thing in the morning after all of that. I put on the Cartoon Network and I'm just watching the Looney Tunes. I'm like, one thing I did learn, bro, I cannot watch Tom and Jerry or the, or the Roadrunner, bro. It gives me anxiety, homie. <laughs> it truly does, bro. That's, that's random, but funny. That's funny. <laughs> so I was like, I'm trying to keep my stress down. But I get so frustrated watching Tom and Jerry and the Roadrunner, dude. I just, I think it's just the fact that, that Tom can't win, the Coyote can't win. I just get tired of that damn mouse. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so I've learned that I cannot watch that. Makes sense. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep, you know, so between the news and Tom and Jerry, bro, I can't do those. It doesn't help with my mental state first thing in the morning. But you, you learn these types of things. I know one of the homies is like, you get up in the morning and watch cartoons. He started watching cartoons in the morning. Make a difference. Yeah. Cause he's like, dude, it's, it's totally like fantasy. And it takes, and then plus for us, our generation had those cartoons that set you back in the mood. Being in your little socks and your little, you know, your little cartoon pajamas. It just takes you back to a good headspace. I, I was wearing some Animaniac, Animaniac socks yesterday. 
laughing about the situation. You see what I'm saying? But, but you know, I got like a bunch of random, like my do-rag collection is crazy with a bunch of like cartoons and I got a little bit of everything. But I just laugh because like you said, it's that peace of mind, you know, um, having a routine, dialing in on that and, and mm-hmm. figuring out a way to really deal with certain things. It yep. sets the tone completely like you just you just got a got a mind state you got something to where it kind of kind of transforms it completely like yeah you enter into anything after that now whatever's going on it has to break you down break down your happiness and get you down to a level of like oh my god as opposed to if you just start your day with the bs then you're already there and now you're just going to keep getting worse and worse and trying to dig out of that depressed space like god dog i've become so comfortable professionally um resumes work ethic reputation to where no matter what i'm doing i'm laughing and having fun and a lot mm-hmm. of people are confused by it you know what i'm saying because i'm in a lot of spaces right. to where they don't really want black people in sometimes you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because i'm in a lot of these corporate situations i'm joking i'm laughing not disrespectfully but like i'm like look i'm smiling i'm having fun because I'm like I said. I'm working 18 hours a day. Yeah. I'm, I'm go to the gig, then I, I go do this, then I yep. come home and work on this, then I set up whatever I got going on with with my podcast stuff or with my book, or I'm, I'm available to someone who may need it here. Right. Plus I got family time. Plus it's kind of like you know what? Let me enjoy every breath <laughs> I can because the stress is going to come, and you yeah. can't do anything about it. So. Nope. Whether it's watching cartoons, whether it's watching one of the random memes that gets sent to you, whether it's it might be on a second, I might hop on a game and chop it up with some of the homies for a second. Right. Which honestly always goes into like music or motivation mm-hmm. or something, which are the things I love anyway. But exactly. You just surround yourself with so much positivity and so much things to get your endorphins running that by the time negativity hits you. Man, it's like, bro, you don't even stand a chance. Like my, oh. my whole day been going good. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's dude. negative. That's what you got. Cool. I'm, I'm still going go on about my day. Exactly. You're not breaking me down. You no, know what I'm saying? You've built up such a huge shield already that it has to work its way in. Yep. You know, and that's the thing. Like now, I can gauge because the gym has always been the place that I found peace. Yep. When it shut down, I was never somebody that could work out in the house. I used to try, try, <laughs> try, and I could never do it. So when it shut down. That's when I joined this whole funk program and I learned how to work out in the house. So now that it's open, I go down there periodically. But like maybe two, three weeks ago, I was super stressed. And the only reason why I realized that I was backsliding, it was just like my mind was heavy. I started spending more time in that gym. And so for me, I know once I start going in there and I'm no longer just doing like the elliptical in 45 minutes and I'm looking at my watch now and it's almost two hours. That's when I'm like, you know what? You need to make some changes because somewhere in here, that stress is coming. You're, you're, you're running from it again as opposed to dealing with the problem is you're back to hiding in your safe spot, which was the gym. Yeah. And cut all that mess off. Now, outside of the fact that I was doing that 75 hard, which made it easy for me to go back to the gym to kind of hide. Yeah, man, man. But I, the kudos to you for the 75 hard. You know, that's man. Whew. That's a, whole, that's a whole different topic and conversation and just that's man. dope though that's that's big that's big and i appreciate it man it was it was a journey bro i learned so much about myself in them 75 days Whew, I, i'm not gonna lie it was i enjoyed it but i was also glad when it finally stopped yep but then so many of those things now are truly stuck with me 
To where it's like today, I was like, oh, I'm going to go down to this. Like, oh, I don't have to do another workout today. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the water thing I was telling you earlier, yeah. drinking the water. And I was like, oh, I don't have to drink all that water today. But just out of habit from doing it all these days, I'm just grabbing the water. Like, okay, cool. I'll be, I'll be plowing through water and then realize the more you drink, the more that got to come out. I used to have it. I used to have to break conversations left and right. To go to. <laughs> Somebody asked me, it was like, someone tried to hint at it. It's like, you know, they say if you use the bathroom a lot. This and that, I said, I drink a gallon of water a day. They're trying to, try to hit you with that WebMD. Yeah, you know just, if you go to the bathroom, they, they say you're diabetic or you got this going on. I'm like, I drink a gallon of water a day. It, it got to come out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but what, what I laugh about is there's people who have solutions by Google and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, y'all, y'all, this ain't something you've experienced before. How much water do you drink? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do that mimics this previous lifestyle? You know, like exactly. Like you say, the gym is the, that to me, being on the go, there's not always time for myself per se. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, everything is to benefit myself, it's an investment for working or whatever the case. Right. But there's never really that time to where I'm like, it's just you. This is your moment to where mm-hmm. you're zoning out. And um, I put those headphones in to get in the gym. I'm in my own world That part man um, Recently Back like last December I had got my tragus re-pierced So I couldn't put My left Earbud in Cause oh, you got man. the healing Like you got the long bar And everything yeah. So I'm listening One sided in the Ugh. gym And um, That was weirdly Therapeutic too Cause what happens is I go in the sauna Okay And sometimes my headphones Would die out But okay. sometimes I'd just be in there and there'd be like little jewels and key things that are happening in certain conversations. I might chime in and then I realize and somebody needed that advice. And now we just started a whole conversation with like eight people. Okay. Some growth or whatever the case. But I was like, I was laughing because I'm like, so maybe during this time, you know, I always try to analyze stuff. Right, so, right. Just trying to evaluate growth. And I look back and I'm like, the moments to me not shutting everybody out in my working out, I ran into people who needed or I might even have needed to hear their perspective or words of advice. And next thing you know, this whole gym session for me working out to me now going in here and hit to hearing different perspectives and thoughts. Right. Did something else, you know, I'm like, that's- and that right there is huge. That right there is huge, man. Cause you definitely have me beat on that part of growth. Cause I'm going to tell you, bro, my headphones die. My workout is over. If I've been there for ten minutes, <laughs> been there for nah, twenty. If I go to I'll if I go, go to the gym and I don't have any, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying, I'm, dude? I'm leaving, it's, especially Shoot. when you got the people, you got the monster people who be in there shouting for no reason. <laughs> they be lifting twenty pounds and they be needing to clink and go ah, like you know, dude. That part, man. When I first went down to Planet Fitness, I really got it just for the elliptical. And I first went down to Planet Fitness and I saw all those signs and they're like, you can't grunt, you can't slam the weights. So when I first saw it, I was just like, what kind of pansy gym is this? You know, because I was so used to that environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now I'm in there and I see somebody on their cell phone and I want to rat them out and point to the sign like, look, it said no cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like Plan- I want to tell. Planet Fitness is smart for that. Like, I, I go to 24, so you know they don't really have all the signs like that. But that that's kind of smart because there are plenty of people who will get on a piece of equipment, do one set. And spend 20 minutes on the phone They disturbed the hell out of me Disturbed the hell When I was at LA Fitness This man would come in literally 
take up a bench and be there reading the newspaper in between. And I'm like, bruh, how are you? How? Like, and then you get mad because I'm over there telling you, like, bruh, take your newspaper and go. And this is like, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's a whole snack area, there's a whole little coffee section. Just leave everybody else be, bruh. But Planet Fitness, you still catch a couple. It's that you're those youngsters. You still catch a couple, but for the most part, you know, I'm really just there for the elliptical and then leg day. And then after that, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm cool. But to me, I, I can't do like you in taking that, that outside noise. It's just like, I, I can't do it. I got to block all them people out, let them be in their world. And then as soon as the headphones die, they can have that world and I'm gone. Just gone. Well, you know, what I notice is that like there's there's this one dude who comes in there and um I guess he's a I guess he's a trainer. I say I guess. I've never seen him train anybody. But <laughs> but I but I've seen him and he comes, he has a full tripod, he sets it up, gets the angle right, and shows out the workouts. I followed him once on Instagram because we were talking and I'm like, Oh, you training? You know how many followers, you know, I'm like, that's that's cool or whatever, but then I noticed I'm like, you doing all these extra calculated things, but you're not in your own gym. Mm-hmm. You're not respectful of other people's space. And it would make me irritated because 24 hour fitness just went to 24 hours probably three weeks ago. Because oh, with COVID, okay. it was shut down to where the majority of clubs, except like three, closed at nine. Okay. I'm a night gym person. Ah. After doing my nightly routines and doing what I need to do and, and running here and running there and like everything I need to do to get my mind right. That means if I'm running close on that time, guess what? I can't really get a good workout. In. Exactly. So if you messing around and spending 40 minutes on a bench that I need to use <laughs> because you adjusting the angles of your camera, it's like, you know, that ain't even fair to the people around. No. And I'm like, but we just in that day and age to where the phone is very deceiving so a lot of people try to push that image to who they are or strive mm-hmm. to be you remember how vegas used to be i know you know vegas more than i do <laughs> considering you know i mean you, you've been there a lot more times yes, than indeed. me before like the media age kicked yeah in. you know that that's staying what happens in vegas stay in vegas and or, it truly or, stayed yeah or thank you god <laughs> <laughs> this, this was before mental health snacks y'all yes this, indeed like, this was before this that was part way, this in. is Probably what led me to yeah. mental snacks. <laughs> it's way before mental snacks. And also, though, too, the the you can be whoever you want to be in Vegas mentality. Yep. I think that transformed to internet. It if did. You think about it because yeah. there's so many people. You can know somebody sleep on the floor, and they got a clean spot in their house. Yep. To where they take their pictures and everything, and they're like, "Oh, they lavish. They living it up." Yeah, you know? put that little screen background behind them. <laughs> that little, you know, saying <laughs> I'm in Miami and really just out in front of a palm tree on somebody's little porch. You know, what you, I mean? you know, you can you can check in different places too. You know, I learned that I learned that when a friend of mine checked in and checked us all into a location, and then I showed up at the bar and I walked into the bar and my man that was working there, he was like. How'd you get from Atlanta so quick? And I was like, I, 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 like, I just came from my house. He was like, No, it says here that you're in Atlanta. And I'm like, No. I was like, I was like, it's at the house. And then the other homie, his baby's mom started banging on him because she's like, Where's my daughter? If you're in Atlanta, where's my daughter? And he's like, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we learned that you could check yeah, in other places yeah. by being checked in. 
there's a, there's a trick to um there was a trick on um, on Snapchat. So Snapchat has the filters that are location based. Get out of here, right? So you know you can swipe and and act like you're in whatever. Oh, stop! It's, it's, it's usually in a certain border. So if you downtown, you can actually have a downtown San Diego filter <laughs> versus just San Diego because it's in that like couple really? mile radius. There's there was an app to where you can have Snapchat be fooled to where you can do the same thing so you could put a filter in miami or put a filter on whatever that, here, that's bro. different than a check-in that's actually yeah. like your phone needs to be there and i'm like oh yeah it's real it's crazy <laughs> but you know i know we getting close on time yeah bro. man yeah you know what i mean but it, it was hey it was a cool chop up though man i got to i'll try and tell people on the end of anything that i try and do man check on your mental and check on your people it's it's real man like i appreciate you letting me kind of come through and chop it up with you but folks just keep in mind this we have so many healthy conversations keep people in your circle that give you that because like exactly we talk so often we know we was overdue just to get in front of a microphone but that part this hour we giving y'all we was probably talking it up a couple hours before we (laughs) saying like you know what let's just have a friendly a friendly back and forth on the mic real quick that part man that part you know what i mean i'm telling y'all family is is everything man you know what i mean and and it took me a while to even get back to that part of even really realizing how much family is everything you know and i think had my mom not passed, I probably still wouldn't really know how valuable family is. But with her passing, it also made me who I am now. Yep. You know, so it all all the blessings kind of come together. And you still learning lessons that she taught you before she passed. And it didn't click to after she was gone saying, you know, I want to tell her that this now makes sense. Because now it all started to register. Dude, you know that is saying? the wildest part is how it all clicked in. Yep. You know, like I told my sisters, man, before we get out of here, I told my sister, I said, look. So Maj used to always tell me that if I didn't get on the right path, that when she passed away, that she would not be able to rest in peace. So I'm telling my sister Sharon, I'm telling her, and she's just like, I can trust you. She said, trust me when I tell you that I'm sure mom didn't tell nobody else that in the family. She said, but just imagine the burden. She said, that explains so much that you were walking. That's a large weight to put on somebody <laughs> saying that even when I'm gone, I'm not going to be at peace. Yep. And right before she passed, that was the last thing me and her talked about. And I was like, so when, you know, when it happens, are you going to be at peace? She's like, yeah, I'll be at peace. And just knowing that she was going to be at peace, I was able to proceed with peace. And now, you know, I find myself telling my son the same thing. She was saying, it's It's, crazy. It's funny because when when granddad was gone, when he was leaving, um, he was definitely in in the state where he was in the last few words. And he said something to where I knew he was on the way out because he said, all them times I was angry and mad and, and yelled at you and was coming at you, he said that was from a place of love because I loved you. And I said, Look, he ain't y'all, you know, granddad was never soft. <laughs> so the moment part. he said that, I said, It's just crazy because all them days of me being young, being frustrated, saying, Why are you always on my case? Why that? Yep. Yep. But then going like this is his way of showing love. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know we just kind of we learn the way we learn, and I'm just appreciative to keep growing, and that I look part, for that man. daily, you know. So I'll tell you, fam, I appreciate you, boy. Yeah, look, I appreciate you too. You know, it might be more of these coming your way. Don't you mess around and get surprised? Yeah, yeah for real, because there's a whole lot more that we be talking <laughs> about that y'all ain't gonna get today. But uh, it's been grand. It's Clay. Born Jackson, mental snacks with my man here, relative, bloodline, family, actual, factual family. Man. 
diamonds sitting across from me, man. Tune into his podcast also. Oh yeah, I got the I got the Mogul Mind podcast. Um, you can look up it's look up Mogul M I N E D. None Illa Mogul Mind Podcast Diamond None Illa Davis You'll find it And the links will be In everything You dig yeah, Somebody's dog Just got loose And we are out of here <laughs> <Let's go. laughs>